Is Ossoff the next Obama? He's a legend in his own mind. The Monica Perez Show starts now. This is Monica Perez, your libertarian voice on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB every Saturday from 3 to 6. And I bring you the biggest stories of the week from a libertarian perspective. And the biggest story of the week, it has gotten national attention, it's certainly the biggest story around here, is the Ossoff loss. And I must say, I was surprised by that. I thought he would win, given how much the Democrats put on this race, that it was supposed to be the uh, the verdict on Trump, and that it was the most expensive congressional race in history, and it was all or nothing. He was going to flip the sixth, and uh, it, it was just so important, they said. Now... I always thought it was kind of weird that they would choose this particular guy if the whole world was resting on him. So, of course, if you listen to my show, you know how my mind works. I'm like, hey, maybe they lost on purpose in a big way for some reason. Now, maybe to keep the base riled up for going into the 2018 midterms. You know, I don't know. I've got various ideas behind it. Maybe you do too. Give me a call 404-872-0750 or 1-800-WSB-TALK. But it's just weird to me because Democrats basically ran him, like a single candidate. The Republicans put up like 18 people. I think maybe they had two people in the beginning. I don't know for the Democrats, but really the Democrats all got behind him. Uh, and he was a 30 year old uh Clerk for Hank Johnson, who I, I'm just guessing is not would not be super popular in the sixth district. Not exactly something to brag about, and he didn't even live in the district. So if they were willing to go outside the district, they really could have gotten anybody. They could have gotten a seasoned uh, politician, a a proven kind of player. You know, he just to me, I did not think he was a compelling candidate, and I've, I. You know, I would think that you would bring your best if this was an all-or-nothing scenario and not just kind of invent somebody for the occasion. But I was also thinking, you know, it could it could argue the other way, that you want this Obama-style blank slate. I don't know if you remember, but I don't think Obama was even, whether you want to say it's his handlers or his own instincts or whatever, like he didn't even vote when he was in the Senate running for president. Like it was a pure blank slate scenario and and similarly trump was like that really you know he just he never had he had no political record whatsoever so you can really project a lot onto that so there there obviously that can be a winning strategy there are other similarities with obama that i think are pretty hilarious and we're going to share those with you uh as the show progresses such fun it really it really lends itself to some humor there if you if uh I guess now that it's over and you don't feel like he's going to win, it can, it's really funny. But um, but I do I do try to think of in the in these such politicized times that maybe what are what's the real meaning of some of this stuff? I mean, I just I do not think that I never thought the Republicans were were so incompetent 
They couldn't figure out how to stop Obamacare. There were so many ways they could have done it. Ted Cruz had that procedure idea that would have worked. They could have um, challenged it in the Supreme Court for the origination clause because it originated in the wrong house. I mean, it's totally invalid on its face. So I don't think those things happen for no reason. And I even think Trump was not just this out of nowhere uh, overturned the establishment. I think I personally think that he was the establishment's answer to the Tea Party. So I feel like these political maneuverings, just because they lose, sometimes doesn't mean that they haven't, aren't working towards a bigger strategy. So I do wonder the kind of meaning of these political outcomes, decisions, strategies. So I am curious to know what what you're thinking. 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. Also, you can tweet at me, at Monica Perez Show. Binkley, uh, my producer's here. With I, I'm curious if anybody thinks, so if you want to tweet at me, I, I did tweet this out earlier. Like, is anybody with me that maybe he, that Ossoff lost on purpose? Not that he personally lost on purpose, but that he was set up to fail, sacrificial lamb, whatever. Does any, what's the read there? I have a couple of tweets with one who is with you and one who is against you. All right, let's hear it. From Casey's mom, she says, yes, Monica, I thought maybe Ossoff was put up uh, to on purpose to lose and keep the tension high until the midterms. Yes, that is, I'll get into like my, well, this is what I think. I think there's a chance that they want to like mobilize the Bernie crowd, that they're looking to get that momentum going and that without this feeling of tension against Trump that they are not going to get the big payday. So every single congressional seat is up every two years. So in 2018, everybody's running. So do you want people to think, oh, it's a slam dunk? Or do you want people to think, whoa, our best effort, our best effort, the most expensive wasn't enough. We need to redouble our effort. On the other hand, you could say, it's you know that could backfire and you could say it was hopeless but i i that's the way i'm leaning what else you got norman says i disagree there's no way they put ossoff up to lose what purpose could that possibly serve well that's what i think i mean i think that being the underdog is going to be a great narrative going forward it certainly got people mobilized uh for the tea party in 2010 and i think i think binkley maybe you pointed out that the whole kind of political strategy, I think you were saying it in general, but forward-looking in 2018 specifically, and also in the 2016 presidential election, it was really the, it's really the, the, the emotional venomous hatred that's getting people going. That it's like, it's not, it's not just the lesser of two evils, like they're taking it to a new level. It's like, who do you hate the most? You know, I mean, don't you observe that? Absolutely. That that's what it is. But but that, I think, does it not kind of imply that you have to, they have to kind of be in on it together? Because you could actually run a likable candidate. You know what I mean? It means that, that there's some kind of like deeper conspiracy, which of course I think there is. You know, I don't think, I think the two-party thing is a way to keep people in check. I think this idea of democracy is just a way to keep people thinking well, this is what the people want. With no no reason to overthrow the king, we're just we're all in it together, you know. But 
But that's what that kind of smacks up to me, real, truly orchestrated theatrical production. Yeah, it's also, you know, it's also a campaign strategy for someone who's running to, I'm going to get my people to stand up and run by, you know, needling the opposition. Yes, but they do put out the undesirable candidate. Yeah, you're right. right. So we'll have to <laughs> we'll have to dig into that. I think that it's going I think with the congressional races, there are going to be so many that we are going to be able to really make a study of it. And I think that we do do that uh we do a podcast where we kind of get into it called the propaganda report and I think that we pull out some of these like deeper strategies. I try to hit it now, but um another thing that I was thinking was they, I noticed, it really flagged something for me that they kept talking about Pelosi. They kept connecting him to Pelosi, left and right. I mean, so many people called, so many articles, everything said Pelosi, Pelosi, Pelosi. And I never, it didn't really trip a flag for me, like for me to look into it, but it was a recurrent theme. And now, now they're calling for Pelosi's ouster, basically, because of that. And I almost wonder... Oh, I know what it was. I, I that really made me put it together. I was watching this Young Turks video. Ugh. I know I can't stand <laughs> that guy, Sink Yugur, whatever his name is, and he who used to be like a young Republican, and then it is totally like your straight up uh, would have been a conservative. I think if he had gotten a job as a conservative talk show host, he would have embraced it. But instead, <laughs> he's like a self described progressive, and he he did this like really. Uh, emotional video. I'd wait till I was getting on the air, but and and the camera's shaking the whole time. It's like really weird. <laughs> so and then he goes into the problem is, uh, Ossoff ran as a centrist. He needs to be a progressive. He needs to be a populist. He needs to break from Pelosi. She's establishment. Why do Democrats give Democrats what Republicans want? And it was what was funny about it is that that is exactly what you heard for real, though, against the Republicans after Obama was elected. It was such an underdog thing to do. It was such a way to get people out. It's what Bernie used. It's what Trump used. And then I thought, this is really what it's about. And maybe they're going to let Pelosi, uh, you know, dry up and fall off when now in this manner, use it for something, really have drama because... I actually think that, like, Roger Ailes left in disgrace from Fox, but he was clearly terminally ill and died not long after that. O'Reilly just disappeared without a trace. And I personally think Fox is revamping to become a real, like, European-style right thing, like The Sun, like Rupert Murdoch's other stuff. And uh, they were probably getting rid of him anyway, but they thought, let's make hay, let's make it. Uh, a dramatic, let's make it look like a changing of the guard, look like a grassroots thing. And that's what I think Pelosi is, is coming down with. You have, what do you think about that? I can see that. They definitely have kind of put her head on the stick ever since the Ossoff loss. Yeah, but she's 77. You know, she's so nearing retirement. She's anyway. set, I would think that she is. They have, I feel like they have to resuscitate her every morning just yeah. to get her in there. <laughs> and I just, I, I, my guess is she's not going to run. At, she'll be 78 in March before the next election. You don't think she's going to run for president? <laughs> she might run for president because the if Trump sticks that out for two terms, he's going to be 78 as president. 
But she, I just feel like she's stepping down anyway. So why not make a big deal of it? I don't know. Uh, we shall see. But I really uh, want to take some calls. After the break, 800-WSB-TALK, uh, 404-872-0750. Tweet at me, at Monica Perez Show. Monica Perez on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. 81 degrees outside the studio, a 7 on the Mellish meter. It's a little wet, but it's a 7. Weekend weather is brought to you by Shoemate Heating and Air. I am going to Alan in Marietta. Alan, you are on with Monica. <laughs> hey, Alan. I didn't hear you. Say it again. I said I, I, said I told you that Karen Hamill would win. Oh, yes, you did. So, uh, what, so what do you think the Ossoff story was? Do you think it was absolutely straight up what you see is what you get? Or do you it think they lost up. on purpose? They, they spent money and they couldn't buy it. And he was not from the district. I mean, it was just stupid to elect this guy. And it's going to happen the same thing in the 2018 election. If they keep Nancy Pelosi in there. And Trump and the Republican Party do not really mess up. I see that we'll probably win seven to nine seats in the Senate, 25 to 30 in the House. I feel like you are playing in right into the narrative that this could be serving on purpose. Like, hey, they'll make uh, a big stink about getting rid of Pelosi and bringing in someone more progressive so they can lurch to the left, let the backlash from Trump lurch the whole party to the left, and then get people really energized because they realize how hard it's going to be to win. No well, way. I don't think he's. I don't think he's going to. Uh, Ossoff is going to be. I don't even think Ossoff's going to run for president. I don't think he's got the personality. He's got a personality of Hillary Clinton. It's just you know, I'm out there. Let's do it. He just doesn't have the personality. Yes, that's true. I wasn't thinking that he would run for president. I don't think we've heard the end of him though. Did you hear his concession speech? Yes, it was pitiful. I know. It was so, what I'm going to call, like, stylized. It was so, so I have, after the break, I'm going to play some clips of that. What did you think of it? It was, it was party line. It was standard. It was written for him. He's just another, you know, puppet for Pelosi and Clinton's and all the, and uh, Sarnoff, the big rich guy, Sarnoff. And, uh, like I said, if they keep going this way, they don't have a chance. They have got to get a new direction, and I hope they don't. <laughs> they keep going. I think I think that's what they're going to say, though. I think that they're going to use this as an excuse to uh, emphasize, to justify the Democrats going as far left as they possibly can. I kind of think that's what Bernie was all about. After the break, we're going to play you those clips from the concession speech. You got to hear them. 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. This is Monica Perez. Monica Perez on News 95.5 at AM 750, WSB. I am your libertarian voice on WSB, Saturdays from 3 to 6. We're talking about the Ossoff loss, and I threw out there the controversial opinion that I think maybe he, the Democrats put him up to lose on purpose to, uh, you know, for, I can see it unfolding. I'm not, I'm not like totally convinced, but I could see it 
as a way to keep the anti-Trump tension going. If if Trump's reign is over, if he lasted a few months and then it's just the the it was a horrible mistake and the Democrats pull it back, then you don't you really squander all the venom. And what Finkley and I, my producer, were talking about before the break was that this highly emotional venom, this hatred is what's really driving, seems like is what's driving elections these days. Not just lesser of two evils, which is what it was, I think, for a long time before that, but just uh, it, it, what what mobilizes the base is hatred for the other side. And I think that they they see how effective that is on both sides of the aisle, and they they really want to make the most of that, carry that through to 2018, and they wouldn't if they changed the momentum back to themselves. I realize it's a controversial suggestion, but uh, I'm curious to know what you think. 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. Why do you think Ossoff lost? Could there be something sinister or what? For uh, You can tweet at me, at Monica Presho. Okay, Binkley, so... Uh, what uh, what are people saying? Would you, does anybody agree with me? Disagree with me? What, what do we got there? Well, we have somebody who disagrees with you and also thinks you're a Democrat. <laughs> you know, I guess when you're a hardcore anarcho-capitalist libertarian, I guess you're coming up around the other side. I really don't know, <laughs> but I I could not. I my tagline on Twitter is Ron Paul scares you. I scare Ron Paul. <laughs> so I do not think that that she is a regular Twitter fl- follower of mine. Must be a newbie. It. Could it's be. Georgia girl. And we'll she, win her over. Yeah. She says that Ossoff's loss was an elaborate, orchestrated, theatrical charade? Question mark. Ugh. Why can't Dems ever accept a loss? And then she tweets at you again saying, his orchestrated loss was worth that much? Question mark. Don't make excuses. Just accept the loss. Okay. I'll tell you this. Democrats are not on profit making radio because it's not a talking sport. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? Like yeah. when I first went into radio, I had a, an agent, but briefly had an agent. And he said, you're a lib what? I said, I'm a libertarian. He said, ah, oh, liberals, no, you can't, no, they're not, they don't work. I was like, I'm not a liberal, I'm a libertarian. And here's the thing, liberal radio tried and failed. I think that Sank Yugir, whatever his name is, from the Young Turks we were talking about earlier, I think he was a, I think he was on Air America. Was he not like a progressive? I'm not sure. I, know I think so. MSNBC. I think he and Rachel Maddow got their start on what became a yeah. completely failed attempt at radio from the left. And my explanation to the agent was liberal liberal ideology is not a talking sport. It's a uh, it's emotive. So that's why it's good to have visuals. You know, they really get a TV, but and conservatives are a lot more rational, but I take it to a new like it really works on the radio because I can take it to a new level because they break down. Libertarians are fiscally conservative, small government, uh, civil libertarians are at the very least the states are responsible for social legislation if you want it move to the state that has it and then wars have to be just wars everybody has the right to self-defense and and that's what the only justification for violence is it's so highly logical and internally consistent it probably almost breaks down at that point that it's just so analytically pure but that's why it works on the radio 
And that's why the opposite ideology, which is liberalism, does not work on the radio. So I'm not a Democrat. I'm not even a Republican. I am a libertarian and not even a registered libertarian that uh, I don't even vote libertarian because Gary Johnson and William Weld are not libertarians. They're just watered down Republicans. So they weren't even very good Republicans when they were Republicans. So that's not my thing. Uh, I'm not saying this stuff about Ossoff because I think that he I'm trying to make excuses. I'm saying, watch out, be careful, because this thing's coming. And this is what it looks like. And I have thought from the beginning that the purpose of Bernie. So I'm always trying to figure out the true meaning of these really uh, extreme politicians. We never had that before. We had the centrist ones. And uh, there was a thing called the Overton window by and actually Overton was libertarian, I think. But he he said, you can't get too far out there like Ron Paul because you can never win if you're not if your issues aren't close enough to the center. And then. So there was that theory, but that seems to be flown thrown out the window. Now, all their policies are just social Democrat policies, even Trump's in many cases, like the infrastructure thing is not some kind of extreme ideological libertarian position. It's not. Uh, But now they have these extreme candidates. And I think uh, it's so that's what I thought, like the Bernie thing was to make excuses to get the left to go further to the left. And then if you want to peel the onion another, really get super cynical, maybe Trump was there to to allow that drive to, to pull the pendulum back so it snaps, you know, way further to the left than it otherwise would have if you just had like Paul Ryan. You know, <laughs> like how far would that pendulum swing? So let's see what the uh, what the callers think. I am going to Jamie and Roswell. Jamie, you are on with Monica. Hey, how are you? Good. How are you doing? Fine, thanks. Hey, with all due respect, I have to completely disagree. And, and the analogy I gave the, your uh, producer was that, you know, no guy walking down the sidewalk who trips, skins a knee, breaks a tooth, bloodies a nose, then jumps up and says, I meant to do that. I mean... But what if he's a comedian? <laughs> well, yeah, Ossoff maybe has a better chance of being a comedian, but not as a politician. Zero experience not living inside the district. I mean, what so Republican... What were, what were the gonna, Democrats thinking, putting him up and putting all that money behind him? Well, they weren't. I think that they were going to sink as much money as they could. I think the, the first election where, you know, he, he, came so, he came out so far ahead gave them a false hope. And they but why they did they just put him up? Well, the Republicans they, put they 17... They could make it a referendum against Trump. The, but they only put... They had there were 17 or 18 Republicans, but the Democrats obviously really coordinated to put this guy up and they didn't even have to restrict themselves to the district. He was outside the district. So why would they be that stupid? All the brain trust of the Democratic Party and the whole country who all came together with their thoughts and their money. Right. So listen up. So (laughs) no no different than Hillary. So everyone right. thought Hillary. You had a Democrat in the in the in the White House for decades. I helped him, and I'm a Republican. I want to vote for the best person for the job. Hillary was not the best person for the job. The Democrats made a huge mistake thinking 
they could just, you know, ramrod her into the White House. For well, what if what if this is their thinking? Now it's a huge mistake. Well, what if this is what they're thinking? Hillary could have gotten four years, and then we'd have twelve years of Republican, or we give Trump four years and we get twelve years of Democrats. What if they were thinking that? Who knows? Trump didn't get elected because he was a Republican. Trump got elected because he's not a politician. Yeah, I mean that that may be true. Uh, I, I think I know it's true. Well, they they you talk the, with the people with a brain tired of Washington Washington being run by politicians. But what if somebody. the politicians? What if the politicians? The real threat to the Republican establishment was the Tea Party and the Liberty Movement. That was a real problem for them to the point where Karl Rove started a super PAC that was called, I think. American Crossroads or something that was meant to put down these grassroots candidates in the primaries. It was a super PAC to be used against other Republicans. And then all of a sudden Trump comes up out of nowhere, never talks about the Bill of Rights, never talks about smaller government, does not challenge the establishment when it comes to uh, uh, ideology, cronyism, anything like that. And uh, and he wins and the Tea Party is neutralized. Like, I think that might have been what they were after. I think that if we look at the very big picture, we might see a different pattern emerge. Yeah. The threat to the Republican Party is the Republican Party. Same thing with the Democrats. Bernie would have had a better chance against Trump. Bernie would have had a better chance against anybody. This is what I'm saying. I think that these are the methods that the establishment uses against the actual voter. Sure. So the establishment is so far out of touch and out of reach with the people who actually work in this country and pay taxes and fight to keep it free. You know, they're, uh, I apologize for being crazy, but they're so in love with the smell of their own flatulence, they have no idea when they have a turd in their hands. No, I think they're super clever. I think they have the money and the power and the brain trust. I think they have, they don't, do not take this lightly. I think the power of a government that, that absorbs 40% of the production of the country. So the taxes, the money spent by the governments of this country is equal every year to 40% of the gross domestic product. Think of the value of that uh kind of those kind of resources to the cronies who who plot to control it i mean that's like seven trillion dollars worth of money i don't i do not think that they're standing there wondering what's in their hand yeah i disagree i I think you're, you're making it way more complicated than it needs to be when you talk about people who go to work every day see what's going on see what the news media has a lot to do with this too they shade the coverage you know, they, they kind of did themselves in. I know. See, that's what I'm saying. All this stuff that you're talking about, the media, which basically controls our thinking. You know, I mean, we have free will. We are responsible for our own thoughts. But the way they manipulate, the way they shape, it's it's masterful. They are obviously in bed with the government. These are some of the most powerful people in the world. And I do not think when you say they did themselves in, I agree. I think Jeff Zucker got Trump elected by validating his claims, which I think are a false one, that he was an outsider. So I, I just I am making it complicated because I do think 
that this surface analysis, the way that it's just what you see is what you get, is too simple. I, I really do not think that that's what they rely on. They just put billions of dollars into politics and sit there with their fingers crossed, hoping for the best. I just don't think it works that way. But I absolutely love uh, having such a stimulating exchange of ideas. Thank you so much, Jamie. Uh, I am going to continue that. Made the board light up. Thank you. Well, I guess we'll <laughs> I wonder if everybody disagrees with me. Let's see. After the break, 404-872-0750. If that's busy, call 800-WSB-TALK. And you can always get through to me on Twitter at Monica Perez Show. Monica Perez on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. 83 the high today, 66 the low overnight. Weekend weather is brought to you by Shoemate Heating and Air. Keeping this conversation going, got people riled up about Ossoff. I'm going to Paul. Paul, you are on with Monica. Good afternoon. Hi. I have a, I have a different analysis of the Ossoff loss. Bring it. Uh, first of all, I think that the Democrats have been in a state of pandemonium since uh, the Crown Princess was not elected, and they've been grasping at any straws they could. Uh, if we look back to the primaries, Handel uh, narrowly won the, uh, the nomination on the Republican side, having to beat off a field of uh, Republican uh, contenders. Uh, on the other hand, by the time Handel wrapped it up, also up had already wrapped up the Democratic side. I think what happened then is the Democrats saw themselves going zero for five in uh, uh, special elections. And at that point, I think they decided to pour all the money they could into the Georgia race to try to salvage one in order to save face. I think the strategy was working up until maybe a week or so before the election. The polls were showing that uh, Ossoff was in the lead. But there toward the end, I think conservative voters became concerned that they were giving away a Republican seat. They rallied. They turned out. And Handel uh, ended up with about a 5% victory. That's my analysis that it's open for a rebuttal. That that was awesome and so uh, politely delivered. I love that. It was awesome. I, I appreciate that. And I I think that 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 it's possible that that things are as they appeared. And if you followed it, that's how you'd see it. I just I think to think of the Democrats in a state of pandemonium and that they really wanted her, I think there is a possibility that there was a bigger picture. I think you could uh, go down the rabbit hole a little bit because we had on the air a um, guy respect who runs VoterGA.org, which uh, analyzes the voting uh, integrity of the voting in Georgia, which he says is quite poor. And Karen Handel, I think, was the Secretary of State. She did not improve it. Brian Kemp, who I like for some reasons, I do not think he improved it. And Garland said there was some funny business or mistakes made in the original vote. And he said he thinks Ossoff might actually have won. So I expected to have the uh, Democrats contest that or make some noise and they didn't now that's just a tiny little detail i wasn't even going to bring it up but i thought about all the things that are kind of weird about the guy tripping falling knocking his tooth out kind of weird uh but i love that analysis thank you so much paul i'm going to get to more calls after the break 404-872-0750 1-800-WSB-TALK or you could tweet at me at monica perez show Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. 
Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.